Chapter Twenty Four of Born Again by Alfred Lawson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Gabby Cowan. As I lay musing over the strange occurrences recorded in the previous chapter, and wondering whether my entire life was a reality or merely a peculiar dream, one of the white-capped nurses strode up to the side of my bed and, without the slightest warning, roughly pushed a little glass tube in my mouth not knowing whether she wanted me to swallow it or was merely trying to puncture a hole in my tongue i put it out again and asked what she intended doing now look here said she in an irritated way i have about lost all patience with you and unless you do as i tell you hereafter i shall have the orderly punish you again but said i in amazement you have not mentioned yet what you would have me do i have told you fully a hundred times to put this thermometer under your tongue and keep it there replied she exhibiting considerable temper as she viciously jammed it once more into my mouth and twisted it under my tongue you are about the biggest chump that ever came into this hospital continued she grasping my wrist as though she intended breaking it and simultaneously taking my pulse and temperature a few moments later she jerked the thermometer from my mouth glanced at it hurriedly and then entered a record upon a chart suspended from the head of my bed then calling one of the male attendants she instructed him to fill the tub preparatory to giving me an ice bath this attendant went to the corner of the room from whence he secured a bath tub on wheels which he pushed over to the side of my bed the tub was already partly filled with water and i afterward learned that owing to the laziness and filthiness of the attendants the same water was often used over and over again for the different typhoid patients i observed that this attendant who was otherwise called an orderly was about as ignorant and degraded a specimen of humanity as a much boasted civilization could possibly breed he was about six feet tall round-shouldered knock-kneed and weighed about two hundred pounds of flabby flesh mostly covered by filthy garments his head was pyramidal in shape and covered by a mass of unkept red hair he had practically no forehead his eyes were dull and bloodshot his nose was flat and bent to one side and his whole face was covered with pimples his mouth was wide and beastly and filled with tobacco his moustache was irregular and dyed almost to the roots by tobacco juice his breath was odoriferous with fumes of whiskey cigarettes and foul stomach disorders causing a poisonous stench to pollute the surrounded atmosphere one could not look upon him without a feeling of sickening disgust he was a twentieth-century american civilized christian he was not of course the highest type of a civilized christian but nevertheless he was of a high enough order for a christian community to breed rear and put in charge of its sick and unfortunate members 
as he pushed the tub along he carelessly allowed it to strike the end of my bed which gave me a shock as though i had been pierced by a thousand daggers causing an involuntary groan to escape from my lips shut up there you old duffer said he looking at me in a stupid expressionless sort of a way you are not hurt yet i will give you something to cry about if you don't quit making such a fuss over nothing you are the biggest baby i ever saw having fixed the tub in position put some pieces of ice into the water and adjusted a small portable partition around my bed which obstructed the view of other patients he called for the assistance of another attendant and began preparations to put me into the tub as they uncovered me i glanced down at my emaciated form and was astounded at my own appearance nothing now remained of the once muscular and powerful frame i had always felt so proud of but sickly-looking skin and bones raising my arm to the level of my eyes i discovered that it was shrivelled and ghastly to behold and it fell back to my side with a sickening thought for the want of strength to remain erect it seemed as if a great fiery furnace was located within me and that i was fairly burning alive ten thousand different pains were shooting back and forth in every part of my body but the most excruciating of all was a terrible pain in the centre of my back which caused me to think that my spinal column had been dislocated and then as if all of the tortures of a refined civilization had suddenly been thrust upon me as though some supernatural hellish agency was instrumental in causing me to go to the full limit of human suffering those two devilish orderlies took hold of me and one by the head and the other by the feet and without any leverage whatever to break the strain upon my backbone they raised and then dumped me into the tub of ice water below i had always considered myself invulnerable to bodily pain and from early youth had schooled myself against outward manifestation of suffering no matter what the circumstances might be but in this occasion the power of resistance deserted me entirely and i gave bent to a howl of rage like the bellowing of a maddened bull and partly arising endeavoured to clutch the throat of the unfeeling beast at my head but too weak to accomplish my purpose i fell back into the tub exhausted at the same time the orderly took hold of my own throat and almost strangling me beat my head against the tub several times cursing me under his breath in the vilest of language at the same time look out you don't kill him cautioned the other orderly at the foot of the tub or we might have to go through another of those damned investigations just then the doctor and nurse came within the enclosure and inquired as to the cause of the commotion this damned idiot has broken loose again and i am teaching him how to behave himself 
replied the orderly. Well, he certainly needs a lesson in good behavior, chimed in the nurse. I cannot understand why he has not been sent over to the island for more strenuous treatment long ago. Why don't you do as told? inquired the bee-whiskered Dr. Savage in a harsh tone of voice as he approached close to me. But I was too weak and exhausted to answer, and merely looked from one to the other with the utmost feeling of contempt. After censuring me sternly and advising me to behave myself in the future, the doctor strolled away as if such incidents were of trifling importance. I was kept in that tub of ice water, freezing for fifteen minutes, while the nurse and orderlies lazily rubbed my arms, legs, and trunk, and poured pitcher after pitcher of ice water over my head, in an effort to reduce the fever. It was a barbarous method of treatment, and seemed of several hours' duration, but it allayed that intense burning sensation and put new life and vigor into me. As they were about to transfer me back to the bed again, I quietly informed the nurse that my back was in a terrible condition, and requested that the orderlies be instructed to handle me a little more carefully, and to take hold of my body instead of my head and feet when lifting me up, so that the strain would be less on the middle of my back. There is nothing the matter with your back, snapped she. I have told you many times before that you only imagine your back hurts. Furthermore, we understand our business without any advice from you. And with this rejoinder, the orderlies once more took hold of my head and heels, and after much tugging and twisting managed to lift me up into the bed. This time the pain seemed even greater to bear than before, but summoning all my willpower, I managed to take the brutal treatment in silence, and said no more. Back upon the bed again, shivering and shaking with cold as though my bones would break, I was covered with heavy blankets, and shortly afterwards fell asleep, thoroughly exhausted and feeling assured, beyond a doubt, that I had once more returned to civilization. End of chapter 24 Recorded by Gabby Cowan in Kingston, Ontario, Canada.